I'm going to sit here and record you until you drop, because it's only a matter of time. I'm Welcome to another episode of Let Them Burn, a little special intro there with the music because it ties into something that happened on Twitter yesterday or day before. So I had to throw that in there. I love seeing people fall down. Uh, Dude, I I love it too, especially when they're just like, no, it's not going to be me. No. (laughs) Deny physics at your own risk. That's right. Oh shit! Welcome to another Thursday. It's Friday Eve. The the we're just this is the pregame for the weekend, like it always is. So, guys, what's been going on? What the fuck's been going on other than schooling assholes about grammar on Twitter? Jesus. Well, aside from from having my girlfriend called an enchilada by Chess Rockwell, uh, that's the highlight of the week. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> It's se- it's in second place, but uh, yeah, I was I was telling Rob earlier I'm I try I'm trying this uh, Yingling beer for the first time. It's not too bad. Hey, I mean, it's no beer. it's no uh, it's no sad handy summer shandy, but well, it's no butthurt Hefeweizen, but it's no butthurt Hefeweizen. That's true. It's no Dixon cider either. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, if you if you haven't yet, go out and pick up some Dixon cider because they're one of our newest sponsors and. Uh, you know, every girl loves Dixon cider, so your girlfriend will enjoy it too. <laughs> oh man! Oh Jesus! And uh, like I was telling Rob earlier before the show started, I went to a to a bar I haven't been in about fifteen years, and it's become gentrified, and it was, it was a real letdown. Not like the old days. I don't go to bars anymore. There's no quality women in bars. <laughs> There's no quality nothing in bars for the most part these days. I, I pick up all my quality women at church and Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where they are, Home Depot, because church, I don't know about that he's, one. He's come full circle. He's come full circle. <laughs> that's right. Started off there when I was 16, and 50 years later, here we are. <laughs> church in the lumberyard. I mean, where else is a where else is where else is a chick gonna find wood? Right. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> He's bringing value for you there, Ribney. Just saying. He's bringing value. <laughs> oh shit! What the hell? I just, just want to. I just want to know from Nick where the comma goes inside that. <laughs> comma goes in your mother's cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I already know it's going to be one of them kind of nights. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we bring in the noise and bring in the funk tonight. That's right. Bring in the fucking funk. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. To answer your question, Rob, I'm eating some of my homemade beef jerky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, goddamm. I didn't know you were a beef jerky making man. Yep. Again, you're 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 bringing value and throwing surprises out there. I'd have I will I will always surprise you. Well, that I don't doubt. 
Because if it ain't skin curtains, you'll have some other story that you're just sitting back, you know, looking at your cards in your hand and going, <laughs> he hasn't seen this one yet. So I'm I'll sure. always surprise you like a $10 hooker. <laughs> oh, God. Nick, Nick is a savage Uno player. So <sighs> that I believe. That I believe. Savage Uno. <laughs> mm. All right, guys. Hey. I, I decided because I saw this on Twitter, speaking of, you know, the, the place we love to hate. Um, I think it was uh, Nuclear Cadillo was, or it was him or somebody was talking about, you know, going out and getting some, you know, you're thinking of getting married, go out and talk to a divorce attorney. And like most guys, I didn't do that. I, you know, wow, I'm going to get married and vows and, you know, and it's forever and permanency and, and patriarchy and all that other nonsense that all you motherfuckers love and you love to hate. And, and then, of course, I decided to get divorced six years later because fuck it, I just don't want to do this anymore. And so I, I looked up what the, the bare minimums were. And, you know, no fault is the is the answer. It's the champ. Okay, as much as some of you retards out there think, oh, we need to do away with no fault. And it's like, yeah, you know, you want to go back to the days where you had to show cause? Because yeah. that's how it was. You had to go back to the days where it was abuse, it was adultery, abandonment. Um, neglect. What I, neglect. Well, that kind of falls into, like, either abuse. Or abandonment, right? Yeah. Oh, the other one was um, the spouse, whomever. Somebody got incarcerated for more than a year. Okay, so somebody went to the big house, and those were the ways that you could petition the court to show cause that you wanted a divorce. Now, of course, back in the day, people still left. People said, "Ah, fuck it, I'm out," even though they they were technically still married. Now. You think, well, what's the problem there? You just can't remarry. Well, you're right. You know, if that's your goal is, well, I'd like to remarry at some point. You can't unless you went to court and showed cause. Okay. Here's one of the things that I have witnessed in my relationships. I have dated people. This is not back in the 1950s or the good old days. This was like two years ago. Okay. I met a woman. Number seven and, will surprise you. Yeah, oh, goddamn right it is. So I'm <laughs> going to tell you what. this It will surprise you. So this woman, she had a guy. Yes, this is one of the, the married women that I fucked around with for a while. She had a guy. Her husband, or so I thought. Except he wasn't. Because uh, he had been in a prior relationship, a marriage and when they decided to call it quits, they never got divorced. And yet this guy went on, met this woman that I was seeing for a minute, had a family with her, kids, the whole nine yards, started up a whole new franchise. Well, then he got sick and died. And guess who showed up? The wife. Not this woman that he'd been with for 20 plus years. No, the wife showed up and got control of pretty much everything. And I got to see it go down in real time. I mean, granted, the woman I was seeing, she knew, according to her, that she knew that her guy never divorced his first wife, even though she kind of considered herself the new wife because they'd been together over 20 years, had three kids, the whole nine yards. 
And yet, here comes that wife from back in the day and her kids from that marriage. You know, he had other children. And they basically just stepped in and were able to do everything they wanted to do. And this woman and her kids were kind of left holding the fucking bucket. Okay. So that shit still happens today. This isn't, you know, 1950, 1960, whatever, before no fault became a thing. This is in 2021 at the time. So like two fucking years ago. So, hey, you want to you wanna roll back no-fault divorce because that's going to solve all our problems. <clears throat> well, you well, don't. There's no, that. No, no, well, go ahead. I'm, I'm ready for you. I mean, I had a no-fault divorce, and I rather, here. I rather enjoyed the experience because I didn't have to pay anything, and you mm-hmm. know, I, I made my ex do it, and... Uh, so I don't I don't know exactly how she paid her lawyer, but she you know she was responsible for all that. I just and I basically drew up the terms and said these are the only terms that are access, acceptable to me, and mm-hmm. she said fine, and we were done. And my, you know my thinking on it is is much like my thinking on concealed carry permits. First of all, they shouldn't be necessary at all. Well, I agree with you there. So. Please so, crown shit. So you shouldn't have the government involved in your, you know, weapons carrying, and you also shouldn't have the government involved in your marriage. Now, but here we are. Since mm-hmm. we're living in a place and a time where uh, most people do or have, you know, tied the knot with the government's cord, uh, you need an easy way out of it because there's because that's freedom. And, you know, it may, it may suck. You may not, people may not like it. You may think, you know, the whole reason that society's falling apart is because it's too easy to get divorced. But, you know, that's, that's not the reason. If anything, it's too easy to get married. That's, that's, yeah, that's another topic. Yeah. That's a whole nother fucking show right there. Uh huh. But, you know, anything, you know, so I'm not in favor of concealed carry permits because I don't think they should be necessary. Now, did I have one? Yeah, because I'm a pragmatic person and, you know, it it makes life a little bit easier on me if I get in certain, you know, situations. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the same thing is true of, you know, no fault divorce and whatever else you want to, you know, throw in there. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's it's anything that makes it easier for you to be free is always a good thing. hundred percent, hundred percent. Which ties into the the other part I wanted to talk about, besides obviously the, you know, what I witnessed uh, based on, you know, what I saw. But, you know, I, I did what most guys do. You get married because that's what you do. You know, hey, dad, I what, I just graduated college. What now? I don't know. Go out and get a job. Okay, dad, I did that. Now what? I don't know. Get married. Okay. It's, it's fight club. All right. There are some lines that are actually pretty fucking accurate. So I did because that's what you do. That's what everyone does. Okay. I wish now granted in my experience where I filed for divorce and it was, thank God it was no fault because if I would have had to have shown cause, I had none. She wasn't abusive. She didn't neglect me. She didn't commit adultery None of the cruelty. She didn't go to prison. None of that shit. I just didn't. I couldn't stand her anymore. And so I wanted out. Hey, it's nobody's fault. It just didn't work. I made a fucking mistake. Okay. Otherwise, I could have left 
and then ended up in a situation like this woman that I was seeing did. That's a possibility. If the ex-wife or, you know, my my actual wife had never decided to actually file and say, hey, he abandoned me. So then she could show up 20 years from now. I'm with another woman, blah, blah. And the same shit happens. Okay. So you have that. But here's here's the big thing. When I filed for divorce, you know, Utah has its own rules and whatnot that I knew very little about at the time. I, I had a rudimentary understanding at best, okay, at best. But, oh, here's the document. Print this up. Fill it out. Have them fill it out or serve them if that's what you need to do. This is the fee you got to pay to initiate the filing of the divorce. And then in Utah... There is a 90-day cool-off period. Oh, and if there's kids, you have to attend co-parenting classes. And that doesn't matter whether you're married or not, okay? And I'm sure there's a lot of places that are probably the same, okay? That whether you're married or you're just living together, you're shacking up, but you have children together, you think, I don't have to go through divorce and all that. The state's not getting into my business um, they probably are. If you had kids with somebody that there are classes, there are requirements that the state will make you do before you can get away from each other, whether it's a, a no fault divorce or whatever it is, you have to do it or the state's coming after you. Okay. Luckily for me, me and the ex-wife didn't have kids. So I didn't have to worry about taking classes and making sure she took them all that, anything that could drag this out. Okay. So I wrote up, you know, I put, I printed up the paperwork. I fucking said, here's what I want. Here's what I don't care about. Yada, yada. She filled out her part and then she moved out. Okay. She, she packed her shit and fucking left. Well, about, I don't know, 45 days into that 90-day grace period, that cooling off, she fucking calls me up because somebody had been in her ear. Yeah, somebody. And she started talking about alimony, something that we'd agreed that we weren't going to do. I wasn't going to give her any. She wasn't going to give me any. We're all, we're square there. We're good, right? Oh, yeah, we're good. Till she wasn't. Then she started insinuating, you know, well, you know, I could do this. And that's when I was like, oh, fuck you. And I hung up on her, turned around, contacted a divorce attorney, said, I would like to set up a consultation, find out, does she have a case? Does she not? You know, and, and I paid about 200 bucks for an hour of this guy's time. And I brought in everything, all the receipts I had kept about certain things, uh, the divorce decree, all that stuff that I'd filed with the court, brought all that shit in and was like, tell me in layman's terms, tell me, you know, I'm fucking eight. Explain this shit to me. Does she have a case? Does she not? What, you know, what are the odds? All that shit. I want your legal expertise. This is what you fucking do for a living. Lay it out for me. And in about an hour's time, he did. He laid it all out there. Well, she technically does have a case, but, and then he went in and explained the, the likelihoods, all that stuff, okay? My biggest thing is I wish, I wish, but I was a dumbass. I listened to mom and dad because that's just what you do. That's what society says and all that shit. I wished I had gotten that advice before I got married, okay? So if you're a guy and you're thinking of getting married, 
Okay. You, you, you know, well, first you got to get a girlfriend. Then you got to <laughs> decide. A, <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> at, fir at first steps, a killer did. Shit. <laughs> it really is. But you know, I'm going to break it down as simply as I can. Oh, we're going to, we're going to do it as simply oh. as we can. So first you got to get a girlfriend. Then you got to decide, do you want to get married at all? Do you want to, or do you not? And then you have to decide, is this the girl you want to marry? Then you got to see, does she want to get married? And yeah. does she want to get married to you? Okay. This is, a, this is almost like a Tildeer or Ryan Stone's book. Well, kind of. <laughs> well, you know, and, and, I, and I, I applaud your wisdom on this because you posted this on Twitter and you're 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 following up on it now and i just want to add that that whole process of deciding whether she wants to marry you or not that's that that's matters. there's that a lot matters. there's a lot more to that than comes to mind and you know oh, cd yeah. mentioned in the you know cd mentioned in the chat that he also had an easy divorce and that's contrary to the common story i'm going to i'm going to question the common story because well, because here. because what i all the people of all the people that I know, most of their the ones who got divorced, most of their divorces were really not that bad. And I think in the you know in the manosphere, the gay monastery, the retarded playground, all those places, there's an emphasis on the worst case scenarios. And you absolutely should be aware of and prepared for worst case scenarios but and i'm not saying that they don't predominate all i'm saying is i question their how widespread they are and i would and i'm gonna my hypothesis is which i i cannot test and i cannot prove but my hypothesis based solely on my experience which again that's a fallacious way to approach truth is is simply from your experience but i'm gonna say that until I see evidence to the contrary, I'm not denying those worst case scenarios exist. I think you absolutely should be aware of them and prepared for them. But, but they're my not the norm, my experience is that they're nowhere close to the norm. And it's like the news, yeah. And you know, so you know, so I would say that you know what that means in terms of what you're suggesting is, you know, they talk about premarital counseling. I think premarital counseling shouldn't be with each other i think that should be individually and mm -hmm. and you should you should go into some premarital counseling class for dudes where there where there's somebody there i don't care what it costs you it's a bargain where there's an attorney and there's you know various different you know people there that can advise on on certain things like you know you need to know what spousal abandonment is before you get married because in my state and I knew this because I'd investigated it, not before I got married, but I had investigated it, that if if your if your spouse moves out or leaves for a certain amount of time and doesn't come back and doesn't say where they are or if they're coming back, then you can change the locks on all the doors and lock them out of the house and charge them with spousal abandonment, which can help you in a divorce case. So there's all kinds of details like that that most dudes do not know right. that going into a marriage, they should know. And it's, and when I, you know, mentioned the thing about, you know, you need to make sure that your, you know, your significant other, your fiance, your betrothed, you know, 
knows what they're getting into. It's it's this it's this kind of deal because I've been, you know, little Spurg and I have been talking about possibly, you know, making this a more permanent arrangement. You know, it's been going on five years now, and you know, we're thinking about it. We're yeah. talking about it. Yeah. But you know, you have to you have to sit down and it's not so much laying down the law as just being real realistic and said, you know, I sat down with her. And I said, look, I'm never going to answer to you. Right. So if you're going to get you're mad, mm -hmm. if I, this this phone is not some kind of fucking leash. So if I don't answer your first call, don't call me back 10 times. I'm going to call you when I'm goddamn ready. And if I'm dead calling me, is not going to do you any good anyway? Because I ain't going to answer. Right. So you know, stop using that as an excuse. And, you know, I need my alone time. I'm going to go hang out with the boys. I'm going to do all this kind of shit. If I, if I bring you into my life in that sort of way, which I am considering doing with her, but I'm doing it on my time and I'm doing it, you know, here are my rules for this. And if you're, if you can't live with that, then, you know, you're going to need to, you know, either you're going to either need to decide that you can, or we're going to have to have some other kind of arrangement. Right. I don't think, I don't think people do enough of that, you know, before they get married, because it's all about pleasing the other person. Well, but there's that. And the other part, I think too, and I, and I don't mean to cut you off, Nick, no, I'm I, wanna, I wanna throw it in there because it, it does matter is um, ignorance of the law is not a defense. Exactly. Okay? It rather it's in family court, civil court, or criminal court. You walk in and go, I didn't know it. The judge is going to turn around and look at you go ignorance of the law is not a defense. Okay. So it behooves you. And I've said it in prior streams. It behooves you to know the law. Like, are you in a community property state? Are you in a common law state? What are the terms? You need to know those things even before step one, get the girlfriend, in my opinion. Know what the laws are. I didn't know. I really did not know. And I dodged so many bullets without even realizing I had dodged a lot of bullets. Okay. I learned the hard way, if you will. I mean, I got lucky in a lot of cases because my ex-wife, yeah, she kind of tried to strong arm me, you know, to, you know, say, Hey, give me some money or I'll go for alimony. And I was like, Oh, fuck you. I'll burn it all down. And that's when I went and got legal advice. I did it after the fact I should have done it before I even thought about marrying her. Okay. That's what this show to me, that's why I wanted to do this show was to give you guys whether you've got a girlfriend or you've got a fiance or God forbid, if you got a wife and you're thinking it's over, whatever, which yeah, you probably ought to look into all the laws and you probably ought to spend a couple hundred bucks or a grand or whatever it takes with an actual divorce attorney and find out what the fucking laws are, where you are. Okay. If you're going to spend three months salary on a ring, and you're going to turn around and spend tens of thousands of dollars potentially for a wedding. Why would you want to shortchange yourself and not spend a few hundred dollars, maybe a grand, to have legal counsel, legal advice before you even decide to pop the question to Miss Hot and Beautiful? Okay. You can find out in your area just how bulletproof or not. A prenuptial agreement is because everyone goes, oh, I, I can get a prenup. That's yeah, until it gets torn apart. 
Okay. Not that most of you motherfuckers are going to need it because hell, if you make under a certain amount of money, it doesn't matter. Okay. That's one thing I learned when it came to alimony in Utah that he's like, well, do you have any off, you know, offshore accounts? Are you, you know, some kind of oil magnet or some kind of baron or something? I'm like, no, I'm a fucking working class dude. This is how much money I make a year. And he's like, yeah, you don't really need to worry too much about alimony, you know. And, and then he started telling me other things that I didn't know, okay. And I wish that I had known them before I ever got married. And that's the part that I want to counsel guys on here today, I guess, or advise you guys, whether you listen or not. Ignore it your own peril, yeah. okay, is to say, okay, you met a girl you like the girl, you want to get married, you want to marry the girl. Hey, you find out she wants to get married and bonus, she wants to marry you. Before you ever go out and buy the ring and pop the question, go pay whatever it is for an hour, two hours of time of whatever divorce attorney, preferably one of the better ones in your area, look them up, do some research, get off your lazy ass, go and pay whatever they ask for an hour to two hours of their time. You will, that's going to be the best money you will have ever spent in your fucking life. Okay. Yeah. You will get all the answers to all your questions. They will dumb it down and not use a lot of jargon and shit because the guy started off doing jargon on me and I was like, talk to me like I'm eight. I have no idea what the fuck you're saying. And then he broke it down because he took the time because I was fucking paying him to take the time. And then he answered every fucking question I had. Mine were after the fact. Like I said, if I had to do it all over, I would have done that before I'd have ever gotten married. Not saying it would have changed my mind. I probably still would have gotten married, but at least I would have known. And that, I would. Oh, here's this. Here's this. Here's this. Here's this. I mean, I would. I I would double down on all that with this one. This one exception is that you know, do it as soon as you turn fucking eighteen years old. That's actually you know, not a bad advice because because if you if you can get that shit in your head before you even start dating people seriously. That's going to that's going to shape and guide your thinking when you are dating them, because you're going to be more aware of what the full consequences are. And like Rob said, even if even if they charge you a thousand dollars, amortize that over a lifetime. Oh, you know, dude, it's that's a couple of bucks a year. Yes. You know, yes, that's 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 nothing. That's chump that's change. Right. That's, that's nothing to what you will spend after the fact if things don't work out. And you okay. need to, you know, people need dudes need to know about game. They need to know about managing relationships. They need to know about all this kind of stuff. But I think that they you know, need to know the laws too. They need to know the laws too, because because look at it this way: if you're going to start a business, a corporation, are mm. you going to you mm. are you going to really go into that and commit serious money before you've investigated what your liabilities are. You know, if you're going to start a business, it's to your advantage to start an LLC because in most cases, because it separates your corporate assets from your personal assets. Right. So if you or fuck somebody over. Yeah. Sole proprietorship, it, your personal assets are up for grabs. Right. Yep. If you fuck somebody over through your work and sometimes even not through your work, they can go I after both. Accidentally do it. We live in such a litigious society or a litigious, however you pronounce it. They'll come after you for no fucking reason. I've had you that can, 
you can you can have both your business and personal assets attacked whereas if you file for the right kind of you know company or corporation or limited protect liability your, company yeah, whatever it can con personal assets contact your personal assets from your corporate assets and here's why that's important because and this is why understanding these laws and shit before you get married uh, and before you even start dating seriously thinking about marriage is important because if you know that going into a business that's go going to affect how you allocate your profits when you take profits there are tax implications there's all kinds of implications because i know i've done it um so it affects your decisions about how you run the company and what your you know what your operating procedures are what your goals how you handle your money how you do your accounting everything is affected by it there's no reason why marriage shouldn't be approached the same way because marriage is primarily remember as rob always as uncle rob always says you know the government is the one true patriarch that's the we, one true god mm -hmm. we don't live in a we don't live in a society where you know it's just all oh yeah whatever you think you know the government the government is there and can you know reach into your bank account or reach you know into your rectum and pull out whatever it fucking wants to when the time mm -hmm. comes so mm -hmm. knowing what all that what all those liabilities and things are should be understood up front and it doesn't mean you know it doesn't necessarily mean it's it, it has to put you off getting married altogether but what it does is it forces you to make a conscious decision to either ignore all of that and play the lottery or to say okay i'm going to get a a regular legal marriage but here's how i'm going to protect myself i'm going to get a i'm going to do a private marriage or i'm going to do a you know non-marriage and mm -hmm. you know i'll I'll, I'll put some, you know, maybe, maybe I want to leave, you know, maybe I want to leave little spur girl $350,000 if I die. Well, I don't need the government to tell me I can do that. I can go and draw up whatever document, legal document I want. Drop and a truck. Mm -hmm. as long as, as long as that money is mine free and clear and everything, you know, all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. You know, she's, she, she can have that money just as, you know, legitimately as if we were, married and Correct. you know so there's all kinds of there you know there's many a slip twixt the cup and the lip as they said in young guns you know there's many ways to skin a cat you got to but making a conscious decision about what is going to work for you is gonna is going to at the very least at the very least it's not necessarily going to prevent divorce it's not necessarily going to prevent her cheating on you or whatever the thousand other things you're afraid the women are going to do but what it's going to do is make you acutely aware of your options and make you prepared to handle shit if it does in go the event. In right. the event. All right. right. You guys will sit around and you'll take <clears throat> advice about what careers to go into. You'll sit around and take advice and do all kinds of research when it comes to buying a home or buying a car or whatever other types of you know real estate or property or things you'll ask all kinds of pertinent, important questions to all kinds of people, but then you'll wing it when it comes to probably the biggest decision you'll make in your life. And that is marriage. Okay. Y'all. Well, I listened to my dad because I did. I fucking listened to my dad. Okay. He doesn't know. 
he was winging it too, just like my grandfather fucking winged it. Okay, none of these dumbasses know. Okay, and my dad found out the fucking hard way when my mom divorced him. Okay, I dodged more bullets than my dad did because at least I kind of had an idea where my dad was fucking clueless. All right. When you hear about divorce rape, I, I I had to go off and get another beer. But Nick, you were talking about, you know, that the majority of divorces end pretty amicably. And I agree with you. When I hear about a divorce rape, okay, number one, it's newsworthy. So when you guys see all these horrible fucking things, consider the source. Oh, well, it's MSN. <laughs> we don't listen to MSN. or But we listen to social media. Dude, social media is no different. Okay, it's, it's MSN, but it's in a smaller scale in a lot of ways. All right. You only hear about the worst case scenarios. Every guy I know that got fucked in the ass in a divorce didn't know the laws, didn't hire representation, and basically rolled over and let the woman do whatever the fuck she wanted, which guess what? She had representation. She had an attorney. She had someone looking out for her best interests that knew the laws, knew what they could do, knew what they couldn't do. And they did everything in their power to get her the benefits because guess what? It benefits them, the attorney. They get more of a cut. So, of course, they're like, oh, did you know you could go for this? Oh, did you know you could go for that? Okay. But the guy is just like, oh, well, she was my wife. Why, why would I want to, uh, uh, it's, it's just too much, uh, whatever. I know far too many guys that got fucked in the ass because they didn't want to deal with it. They didn't want to stand up. They didn't want to do any of the research. They didn't want to, they didn't want to drag it out, which I understand. Sometimes you got to cut your losses and I get that. Okay. But if you did a little preventative medicine, you looked into it before you ever even got there. And maybe every few years, maybe you drop another few hundred dollars or a grand about every five years or so to see if the laws have changed. Just to keep abreast of what's going on if you want to hold on to what's yours, okay? Whatever it may be, whether it's property, your kids, whatever. Maybe it's a good idea on your behalf to know what are the fucking laws that if things go south, whether she decides to monkey branch or she ain't happy or... God forbid, hey, maybe you're not fucking happy. Maybe you're like me and you wake up and you're like, fuck, I made a mistake. This is something I don't want. And the alternative is for me was killing myself. That's where I had to get that. Ah, I'd rather be dead than do this. And then I had to do everything after the fact just because she brought up shit and got cute. But she backed off in my case because she did realize that I'm not backing down when it came to that. Okay, when she brought up the magic word alimony, I was like, oh, fuck you. I'll burn it all. I don't give a fuck. Okay, and that's when I got representation. I went out and started asking questions and paying money. What's the odds? And he told me all kinds of shit that I had no idea. And that was, dude, that was almost nine years ago. I wasn't 25. I wasn't 30. I was fucking 42. Okay. I'm 51 now. So my thoughts is why don't you get those answers? Know what you may or may not run into. 
before you ever throw a bunch of money at a ring and decide to say, will you marry me? Know what you're getting yourself into. Not that, oh, well, that's unromantic. You don't tell her about it. You just fucking go do it. You know, yeah, it's you, none of her business. Yeah, it's none of her business. This is before you ever decide, oh, I've found the one. I found my girl. She's a, you know, she's a trad wife. Yeah, whatever. Patriarchy. Yay. I don't care. You do it before you ever get to that point that you decide to pop the question. You go and find out everything you need to know. You ask all the questions. You tell the guy or the woman, whatever, you tell that that attorney, hey, talk to me like I'm fucking five. I don't understand nothing. Assume I don't know anything because the truth is you don't know anything, okay? You really don't. You follow dad's advice, bad idea. I did. Worst mistake I ever made, okay? And it's not his fault. He wasn't trying to fuck me over. It's because he has no fucking idea either, okay? That's where I learned when it came to dating. Dad, I'll keep my own counsel. Thank you. You know, everything else when it comes to home repair and all that shit, sure. Dad, you know what's up. I'll take notes. But dating, relating, marriage, ah, thanks. I got this. I already know what I'm doing, and that's why I've avoided a lot of the bullshit that he's gone through, okay? But do it before you get married, before you pop the question. Figure it out. Know what's on your side. Know what you're up against. Some states are common law that, oh, you're living together, and it's for this amount of time. Well, fucking in the eyes of the law, you're married. Whether you have a, a certificate or not, whether the state, whether you paid money or not, you're fucking married. Oh, you, you live in a community property state. Guess what? Your assets and your debts are equally each other's. Oh, she racked up a bunch of credit card bills that you had no idea about? Fuck you. Doesn't matter. Half that debt's your problem. Okay? Yep. Know the laws. Know what it's, you know, know what the likelihood of alimony is. Know how things go because these attorneys will tell you they got nothing to lose. You're paying them money. That's their fucking job. And if they're trying to deceive you, they can be disbarred for being dishonest. That's kind of part of their code. So they're going to give it to you straight. Well, they have a they have an ethical obligation to tell right. you. Right. And it's right attorney wrong. client privilege in a lot of cases. Mm -hmm. That's where I was able to tell the guy everything that was going on because I knew it's like, well, if this guy has to represent me, he's now my goddamn attorney. Okay. So you're best off not bullshitting them that if you are, you know, an oil baron or whatever, you got all kinds of shit offshore. It's probably best to fucking tell the guy so that he knows what he's got and he knows what the likelihoods are and what's going to happen next because they know they've dealt with it. That's their fucking job. So it's in your best interest, guys. And that's why I wanted to do this show, okay? I it's, think, to, it's to prevent you guys from being divorced rape if I can help it. I think if a lot of guys, a lot of young guys or old guys, guys haven't been married before, if they actually went and reviewed their their state laws regarding marriage and stuff like that because a lot of the laws are so archaic yeah that they probably wouldn't get married i don't think they would because because I've, I've heard this about like family courts they're they're actually like a parallel court or a parallel legal system compared to you know criminal court and and oh uh, man like oh man okay all right i'm glad you went there bull 
So here's a fun thing that I found out talking to this attorney. Again, this was kind of after the fact that here we are. All right. So something he told me that I did not know family court, which divorce falls into, at least in Utah, it's, it's under what is called family court. Okay. The burden of proof. Okay. In a criminal court, in order to be convicted, it has to be beyond a reasonable doubt. Okay. That is the term. It is the strictest thing you will find in the United States as far as conviction for a criminal proceeding in a criminal court, whether a state or federal level. It doesn't matter. Okay. Then you have civil court where you're suing each other over whatever. Okay. But it's not criminal. I forget the term, but there is a burden of proof. I think it's more likely so than not. Something like that. Okay. Chest, if you're still here, please, please speak up anytime, buddy. Okay. Since he is an attorney. In family court, it's even less than it's in civil. Yeah. That the judge has a lot of leeway. Oh, yeah. A lot of fucking leeway where (laughs) in a civil case or in a criminal case, yeah, shit wouldn't fly. The burden of proof's much stricter. It's much higher. Family court has a very low burden of proof okay yeah well the other thing too is that uh the decisions inside family court systems very rarely are able to be appealed to a mm-hmm. higher level and so whatever, you, basically whatever the judge says goes it it's stays pretty out. much final yep that's a good point yeah yeah you can't go to an appellate court with it if you think the judge acted acted or you know, behaved in a state of misconduct. Or or, right. Yeah. Or, you, you know, didn't have a leg to stand on most. Yeah. Whatever that judge says, it's like they're, it's they're fine. the final word. Yep. And you know, McTubus, if, if you get, if you get a, uh, a, if you get like a feminist judge in there, then you're fucked. Well, McTubus, McTubus down there somewhere in the comments, he said something about putting some cash aside, you know, for his kid, his son, you know, when he gets to that age to, you know, just, you know, do that for him. If that's, that's one of the things that if I could go back and do like, you know, fatherhood over again, um, that's one thing I would do because I had conversations with them and, you know, you know, my kids have generally been, you know, pretty open-minded and respectful of what I have to say, but, um, I don't have the expertise or the experience in those areas. Plus, you know, there's still a little bit of the, you know, I don't want to be having this conversation with you, dad, kind of thing that does happen no matter how good of a relationship you have with your kids, because they go through phases too. And, you know, they, you know, so whatever. So my point is that, you know, I would have, I would have done that. I would have set up some kind of thing where I would have gotten them, um, you know, some time with an attorney or somebody um, with that level of knowledge and experience and expertise to lay that all out for them. Um, just, you know, just as part of, you know, I think being a, being a good, you know, red pill dad, whatever you want to call it, a good, a good dialed in dad, however you want to look at it, uh, whatever buzzwords you want to use, I think that's an excellent thing to do. And I, that's one thing, if I, if I did it all over again, that's, that's one thing I would definitely do because mm-hmm. I think that that information is invaluable. And like I said, it's when you have information 
it doesn't guarantee this. No. But it makes it easier for you. It makes it more likely for you to have your decisions, to make decisions with that information in mind. And so, you know, talking to people with that level of experience and, you know, there may be some other, you know, things out there too that you could, you know, if you've got a good, you know, a good masculine, uh, you know, therapist, which I've talked to, you know, I've talked to several therapists Mm -hmm. and and they are out there and they can be found. And it's not that hard to find them. If you know what questions to ask, or if you just simply ask them the right questions, you can find that shit out and all that kind of stuff can be, you know, really valuable. But I think that legal part is, is most important because, you know, because, you know, one thing that I do know is that everybody that I know who's been married and divorced um, that is, that has kids mm-hmm. or or perhaps that got, you know, got looted for 50 percent of the assets they worked hard for or maybe who got a venereal disease or whatever. <laughs> um, it is. Uh-huh. They they all have things they would they would hardly recommend that people do differently from the way they did it. And, you know, almost nobody with kids, no matter how well the divorce went and my divorce went about as smooth legally as it could possibly go. Right. But there's but I but there are still regrets because of the impact it had on my kids, even though they were both adults at the time. So just just having having that there and, you know, hopefully um, having that be one more thing that informs a young man's decision making, uh, I think, is. You know, again, there are no guarantees, but, you know, right. we're talking about increasing your odds as much as you can and and doing as much as you can for yourself. And I think that's, you know, I think Rob's suggestion about, you know, legal counsel, either before you marry or even before you start dating seriously is a, nope. is a, if is you're, a if you're a man that's, that's, you know, or a young man who's seriously considering marriage, which I'm not anti-marriage, believe it or not, I'm not. I just, I'm anti-ignorance because I've been ignorant on so many things and some of that ignorance came back to bite me in the ass and some of it, I got fucking lucky. That's all it was, that I was less ignorant than the other party and so I was able to dodge a lot of landmines because I was less ignorant. But if I'm looking at it going, yeah, like Nick said, There's no guarantees that it's going to go your way. This is not a bullet, you know, this isn't a bulletproof vest, you know. Oh, well, I got a prenup. Yeah, except I've seen prenups get torn apart. Oh, well, I got this. Well, I've seen that get torn apart. And all it takes, like Bull said, it could be a feminist judge. It could be whatever. Well, that's that's, that's the issue, though. It's like a lot of people like, well, I'm I'm protected because I I, I signed a, you know, we have a prenup in a marriage. It doesn't matter. What a lot of people, a lot of guys don't understand is that that judge can tear that shit up and be like, yep. no, you don't like mm-hmm. it. Is it wrong? Yeah, it's it's not. That's not what I would consider justice, but it is what it is. My my whole thing is that you can sidestep all this fucking all these fucking issues. if You just don't get married in the first place. Well, you know, but even then, I, I don't know. You have kids. People are going to do it. Sidestep it. 
You're not going to sidestep custody. You're not going to sidestep child support, at least in the United States. I can't speak for other parts of the world. You need to know the laws in your region. Okay. But in the United States, married or not, I know a couple of people. I used to work with a guy that him and his girl shacked up and they, wait, what do you know? They did what people do. They fucked and she got pregnant and they had kids. Okay. And they were together for about five, six years. And then they decided, you know, to go their separate ways. And so as far as alimony and splitting up the goods and all that, they didn't have to worry about any of that shit, but the child support and the, the parental classes that had to be done, that shit still had to be done. He still ended up paying child support. This wasn't a get out of jail free card. No. Just because well, it's, it's a different story whenever, whenever kids are involved. Absolutely. But that's what <clears> and once saying. kids are involved, it doesn't matter if you're married or not. You're still going right. to get shafted. Oh, well, or you could. Let's put it that way. Not that you will, but you could. You will have, at least in the United States, you will have the state get involved because it's called best interest of the child. Okay, that's the term. And if that means you are eating top ramen living in a box on the street homeless, but it means your kid's okay, then that's what's going to happen, and there ain't shit you can do about it. That's right. So know the laws. Learn about it before you end up in it because ignorance of the law is not a defense. You will not get away with, I I didn't know that. The judge will not fucking care. Hey, and as a man, there is nothing more blue pill than just saying, oh, I'll figure that out later. That that generally is not something that should be in a man's vocabulary is I'll figure that out later, because that just means you are at at best making an uninformed choice, which you should never do unless you truly have no choice. And that situation almost never exists anyway. The whole shotgun wedding thing is that's a thing of the past. You're, you're, you know, you're not going to be coerced. You could be tricked. There are things where, yeah, she could get knocked up or whatever and claim it's yours. Well, you have a right to paternity. You better make sure it's yours before you do anything else. And, and going down that road. Well, and, you know, also going down this road is too that, you know, as a, as a 20 year old, you know, cause when I was a 20 year old, I personally, never imagined I would end up making the money that I ended up making. Right. Now that, that could be $50,000. That could be a hundred thousand dollars. When I got, when I married my, my wife at, you know, I was in my late twenties, my salary was, I had a salary with health insurance and benefits and stuff. My salary was 28,000 a year. When we got divorced, it was, you know, well into the six figures. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a, that's a very different story. Now she she did. Mm-hmm. She didn't get she didn't get one penny of of my money, but uh, she could she she either could have depending on the circumstances or if she decided to push it hard mm-hmm. and gotten the right judge, then mm-hmm. who knows what could have happened. Right and attorney so, and the right judge, you bet your ass. Now my son, you know Nick Jr. is at an age and at is at a salary level, which is, you know, he's, he's got, he's got a situation that is very uncharacteristic for your average 27 year old. He just, he just turned 27. And so he's, 
so he already knows how much he has to lose and, and that's because you know he's he's about the age i was when i got married but to my knowledge he's not you know he's not pursuing anything like that at the moment at least for god's sake i hope he's not so if he spends a few years at his current salary level and decides to get married when he's 33 35 you know mid 30s something like yeah, that whatever. which is what i recommended to him if sure. he's going to do it then he's going to have a better sense of everything he has to lose and you know maybe that influences his decision making maybe not but it's got a better chance of doing it and if he you know and you know than than i did when i was like well i only make you know i i don't make that much money anyway so yeah, you know, i'm not gonna get so who cares i'm not i'm not gonna worry about it but you know right even, even once you're you know when you're making sixty thousand dollars a year which in these days isn't a huge amount of money but if you're living by yourself and supporting yourself you know that can be a lot of money because you've yeah. got a you know if you've got a family where the husband makes 60 and the wife makes 40 or vice versa you know, together they have a pretty good income individually, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, it gets a little bit tighter. And then if one of them has to pay a significant chunk to the other one, then you're talking about, you know, it's top ramen and, you know, living and, in a cardboard box shit. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, yeah. this shit, this shit, you know, it, it's just like saving for retirement, you know, or whatever yeah. you're doing to prepare for the future. Yep. It, it, it's easy to blow off when you're in your 20s, but you do so at your own Easy your to own blow peril. off when your dick is hard and you're in Lerve, too. That, too. Yeah. Especially being in Lerve. Yep. And, <laughs> you know, because. Yeah. Well, just, yeah, dude. Guys, go look up the term or ask an attorney about a term called marital equity. Go look it up because I'm pretty sure that's across all 50. I'm sure that's across all 50 states. There's a thing called marital equity. Go look it up. Seriously, I'm not doing it for you. Just go look it up. Okay. That's something I learned about when I went and talked to an attorney. Okay. And it was like, son of a bitch. But again, given circumstances in my divorce, it would have worked out in my betterment, it would have worked out in my behalf. Well, that's what the attorney told me. But had I not asked him, I would have never known. And there could have been all kinds of unpleasant surprises coming at me. <laughs> but luckily, she didn't pull the triggers. She didn't want to go there. And because I had documented things and had receipts for things and learned about this great term called marital equity that I was like, wait, what's that? You know, and he spelled it out for me. I was like, son of a bitch, you know, but again, by happen chance and luck, it worked in my betterment. It was on my behalf that he's like, ah, if she comes at you, she's probably going to end up owing you. Okay. And I was like, oh, wow. I didn't know that. So bring it on, bitch, you know, but, had I not known that, that could have been something that could have fucked my world up, okay? So go look it up, guys. Look up marital equity because I'm sure wherever you live in the United States, maybe even in other countries, there's there's probably something equivalent to it. You probably ought to know what that is. And, and it's an eye-opening. It's fucking eye-opening when you're like, oh, shit, I didn't know about this. Well, yeah. and I... And I know I've, I've mentioned this before, but a lot of it has to do with, you know, your mindset going in and you have to, once, 
once it becomes clear that you're either on that path or you're likely heading for that path, and this is this is one of the most difficult things to do because of, you know, call it gynocentric social order, call it whatever you want, but you have to start looking at her as an enemy. And I don't mean a frenemy, whatever that fucking means. I mean a fucking, you know, you know, you're the Americans and she's the British or she's South Korea the or she's the Germans or she's the commies or whatever. And you have to do whatever it could possibly take to defeat her without exposing yourself to too much more ruin. Cause I got to mm-hmm. tell you, you know, one of the, one of the blessings in disguise of my divorce was that my ex had done some pretty gnarly shit that being who I am, I had documentation of. Ah, you covered your ass, yeah. And so and so, regardless of what might have happened in court, because of her position in the community, I could have really fucked her shit up badly. Now, that was going to be, that was, you know, that was scorched earth last resort because nope. it would have also negatively affected my kids, and I didn't want to do that. But what I didn't want to do more than that was go into some sort of, agreement that made me you know relive some kind of you know pegging every year for the rest of my life because because i was too eager to be the nice guy and just make everything bad go away because let me tell you it doesn't go away every time you have to write that check every time you have to deal with some sort of fucked up custody arrangement all that shit it's going to come back more and more and more and more on you so go ahead be the bad guy it's yeah, better to burn it all. I mean, it's it's like it's like Rob always says, and you know, we always say on this show anyway, it's better to be the bad guy no matter what. Anyway, the villain. Yeah, you yeah. know, you're gonna be the villain in someone's story, so you might as well get used to it. Yep. You know, be you know, you're gonna be a villain, you know, you might as well, you know, you might as well own the fucking thing and be the kind of villain yep. that be makes sense for you. you. Yep. Meet me to be the villain that you know has some advantages rather than just the villain who just gets shit on by everybody. You know, right. what kind of a villain is that? I've I can't imagine. Well, I mean, then you're talking you're talking less about a villain and more like you know scapegoat. But I guess Scape- that's the that's actually that's there's the word that's yeah. the different ends of the continuum, right? You got yeah. scapegoat at one end and villain on the other. Just be the villain. Yeah. Yeah, if it comes to that, be the villain. But know before any of that shit ever comes up that if you have to be the villain, well, then you know what's working for you, what's working against you, what are the likelihoods. Because there are no guarantees because a a judge can go in and fuck it all up for you and there's nothing you can do about it. And again, it's not an advocate. You know, I'm not advocating don't get married. No, if that's what you want to do, do it. But go in. Like uh, like McTubus said, where'd it go? God damn it. There it is. He put it as, whoops, come on, show it up. There we go. God damn it. Choose with your head on your shoulders. I look at it and say, go in with both eyes open. Know the risks, just like you would buying an automobile, buying a house, starting a business, you know, doing whatever venture you're wanting to do. You you guys look at all the angles as much as possible with all the other shit. Why not this one, which could be the biggest gamble of your life? Because like Nick said, you could be writing checks for years, okay? Years and years and years. Some states have no 
limitation on alimony, okay? Except that she remarries. There are states in the United States, most states have a limitation that, okay, well, you can get alimony for five years, 10 years, whatever, okay? And that's assuming she doesn't remarry, okay? Because usually, oh, you remarried? Well, alimony's over. But there are some states that have no statute of limitations other than her getting remarried. And if she never remarries, she could shack up with a dude. And still, you have to pay. Not only that, not only that, but if you have children, do you want your children waking up under, you know, somebody else's roof with another dude, whether that be her roof or his roof because you can have that shit specified in your child custody arrangement regardless Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. you know even independently of who has primary custody you can have all kinds of shit in there you know that that precludes your ex from being able to you know have a dude spend the night or have a dude live in or whatever you know whatever whatever you can arrange whatever is legal in your state whatever you can convince the judge of and you owe that to your kids, you know, because that's that's one of the things I told my ex when we were talking about divorce. I said and my and my kids were still under age and we ended up not going through with it at that time. And I said, I said, if if you want to divorce me now, you need to know that I'm going to I'm going to fight tooth and nail to have custody because I think that I can prove that you are highly likely to have you know, male sleepovers on a regular basis, or you're going to shack up with somebody. And I said, I will not allow my children to be in that kind of a situation. I'll do whatever I have to legally to stop it. Now, you know, I was also willing to do, you know, some things that may not have been legal. (laughs) That's that it didn't come to that. Thank God, you know, but you know, there's, you know, there's some, there are some things that, you know, are just not negotiable for me. And that was one of them. And I think that's probably one of the things that, you know, probably delayed our our divorce by a year or two. Um, And, you know, and again, I'm not saying stay married for the kids. I'm not saying stay married for anything. I'm not saying that you have married. Figure that out for you. Every situation, every situation is different. In my case, I was like, yeah, this is a hill I'll die on because nothing wrong with that that's the marriage the marriage is clearly over but my relationship with my kids you know goes on until the day i die or at least what i saw as my responsibility to them and that and you end up being in you know some very tricky situations like that and you just have to decide what's best for you in that case but that's those are the kinds of things you got to you know, you got to be willing to go in and, you know, grit your teeth and, and fight to the death on because there are not, you know, nobody out there is looking out for your best interest. I mean, you know, at, at, at best, you know, you know, you're going to be treated as a, you know, a congenial piggy bank and, Pretend, you know, yeah. and, 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 you know, if you, and, and one thing I would say, you know, before I shut up is that if, if everything's going too congenially, you need to look at yourself and, and, and ask yourself if you're just being a get along kind of guy to too yeah. much of a degree, yeah. because my experience has been anytime everybody, anybody loves me so much, loves me long time. It means it's because I'm doing what they fucking want. Right. And and that's one of the that's one of the tells. It doesn't mean you necessarily have to be an, an asshole just to be an asshole. But my experience has been if you're standing up for what you want and you're demanding it, 
then you're not going to be liked so much. And yeah, going to be an asshole sometimes. That's the way it goes. If everybody thinks you're great and you're doing a great and wonderful job and you're just the sweetest, nicest guy ever, you know, no more Mr. Nice Guy by Robert Glover. You know where you're at. You know, that's what that is. Well, there's that. And the way I remember hearing it, it was more like probably something out of a movie. I can't even remember where I heard it, but it stuck. And the guy said, well, if you walk into a room and within 30 seconds, you don't know who the mark is, you're the mark. You're the mark, yeah. Yep. Well, and that's I, kind of this. That's I look at it like this with marriage and stuff. Modern marriage, the institution and shit is just Nick said Nick said that no one's looking out for your best interests. I would take it a step further and say that the government it, it's 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 almost a predatory behavior. Yeah. With the, when the, when the government is involved. Uh it, it's it's not unlike being in the military because the military likes to get guys when they're young and and idealistic because you don't see you don't see like dudes in their 30s going in just going into the military no and that's because that they've had life experience and stuff and for whatever reason it's like military isn't that great of a of a, an option a, an option yeah not for a you don't career, see you don't no. see a guy you don't see a guy leave a leave a career six-figure career to go in the fucking military uh -uh. right unless because, there unless it's an extreme situation if it's you know world war ii you know, yeah, right. when your country's being attacked, that kind right. of shit happens. Yeah. And, and that's fine. But I, just I, as a regular I'm I'm talking about just in as modern, a regular peacetime modern, career yeah. move. Yeah. It's it's not ideal. And uh it it's really not a good <laughs> it's not a good option. But this and that's how that's how I, I also relate to modern modern institution of marriage because it's not because to the government, you're a fucking pay pig. Yep. Because if you if you dig a little deep and go into like I think it's Title Four, the Social Security Act and stuff, states get states get reimbursed almost dollar for dollar yep. for any for any kind of uh, garnishment garnishment that they have against uh, uh you know for for child support for alimony and stuff like that. It's almost so dollar for they dollar. They are incentivized. They are yeah. States are in, yeah. I want you guys to understand. States, every single state is incentivized by the federal government during during these kind of during these these uh, legal actions. Well, this is so, this is the real this is the that's real. Why I, that's why I don't understand, like why if guys really like did some homework into into modern marriage and stuff and and, uh, and uh, family courts, they, there's no fucking way they do it like they'd have to be fucking insane. Well, this You'd is the real fucking insane. This is the real, you know, I, I really hate the whole, you know, the way dudes talk about the matrix being a little literal thing because the matrix is a metaphor, but this is, right. this is one of the legitimate applications of the matrix as a metaphor, which is the government views you as a battery. Yeah. They just, they just want your resources in order to be able to, you know, build or engineer the kind of society and system that benefits mainly them everybody to, but you uh -huh. right and and so you well, know, it doesn't even benefit the children if there's children involved like no, that whole shit the benefit it of benefits, the child it benefits, no, benefits the system. State. that's a it fucking farce yeah it benefits it's lip service state. it's all lip service look they don't at, give a fuck no there's there's no reason you know i've had for look i've had friends that i've known for a long time who went you know, i've had a couple of friends who've gotten elected to some small offices and the minute they did and i even told one of them this you know they became part of the problem and it didn't matter how much i agreed with them it didn't matter how much how much 
we were in sync in terms of our, you know, ideology and philosophy. As soon as they did that, they became part of the problem because there's no way to not be part of the problem anymore. There's just not. And there hasn't been for a very, very long time. And so that's, that's simply, that's simply the cards you're dealt. That's simply, you know, what you're dealing with. And, you know, look at this point, you know, like I said, um, you know, it's possible that, you know, little Spurg and I might end up shacking up together at some point, but you know, I are a, I already know the law B I already have, I've had all, I've had about, you know, on, on a scale from one to 10, I've had about an eight and a half as far as how bad the experience can possibly be with all the shit that arises in a marriage. So I, you know, I know all that, but I'm also, you know, I'm almost 60 years old. Right. So you know, I, I, I know how I'm going to set this up. I know how I'm going to do it. Does that guarantee me a smooth ride? No, no. but um, I'm going into this having, you know, have, with my eyes wide open and knowing what I will and will not do. And this is not something that's happening, you know, quickly. Cause like I said, you know, in my case, I've already done the marriage. I've already done the kids. So I don't need any of that. Um, I don't really need anybody else because I spend most of my time alone and prefer it that way. And then I, you know, I have my social socializing, you know, periods as well. But, you know, as far as, as far as this goes, if, um, you know, it's been, it's been almost five years and, you know, I've just now gotten to where I'll even tell her that I love her <laughs> and, and she understands what I mean by that. And it's not, oh, I'm, I'm giving, I'm giving my all to you kind of bullshit. That's mm -hmm. not what that means. And so she knows what I mean when I say that. And so there's a lot of other shit that's going into it. And if this happens, it's probably still, you know, a good two years away because I'm, because I know enough to give her time to adjust to the way things will actually be, as opposed to you know, all the other possibilities of how things could right. be when two people, you know, start to, you know, uh, you know, meld their lives together. So this may or may not even happen because she might piss me off or I might, you know, I might, you know, that my terms may not be, you know, good enough for her, which is fine, you know, yep. which is fine. So someone had mentioned earlier in the chat that you can't outplay the government. And that's true. Yeah. You that's, can't, why, that's why I say the, the only way, guys are going to win as if they don't play at all. Don't play the game. And what, what um, do I mean by that? Don't like Rob, you say you don't, you're not, you're not advocating for not getting, I advocate for guys not to get married. I don't give okay. a fuck. All right. Don't do it. You can't like, you cannot look at the modern landscape of the institution of marriage and the injection of the government inside that institution and, and think and objectively think that that's a, a benefit for any guy. It's Look, not. you're, you're, I, I, here, here's, here's don't, how, don't play that game. I don't, I don't, don't cohabitate. You know? I don't disagree with you and, and you're, you're right. And that should be the default starting position for any man, but especially a young man. However, at the same time, it does work for some people Yeah, and it does. And it, and it can still work. And it's just, it's kind of like the same thing as saying, well, you shouldn't date women. Because, you know, the chips are stacked against you. Yeah, the chips could be stacked against you. But as you and Rob and I both know from our experience, you can we've, been, we've been very successful in dating because of, you know, doing certain things and not doing certain other things and right. also gaining experience and using that experience 
to our advantage. So I, I'm not going to, you know, if somebody is just simply on that, you know, should I do it or not? I would say no. But if you, if you want to have kids, it's much better if those kids have two parents who live together and love each other. The problem is that most people don't have any way to get to that point because they don't know how. And people are initially and immediately, and first of all, you know, selfish, evil, hairless apes. And, well, that, well, that, and, and you got to you got to start with that. But that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that it's always for naught. It just means that your odds, like you said, and I agree, they're stacked against you. But but it's more than that, though, Nick. Is that the the government incentivizes families to not stay together? They incentivize it. It's not it's not like dating. Well, we're if you don't like the girl, you can just walk away and cut shit off. No, it's not like that with a marriage now. Like if you try to cut shit off and just walk away, the government ain't going to let you do that. It's the government involvement. That's a problem. But there and, are individuals who, who are self incentivized to stay together. Right. And usually, it's just, it's just usually rare. it's the man. Yeah. It's, it's rare, but it's like, if you, if you have the government in there incentivizing the wife to walk away and give her cash and prizes for doing so, it's, it's a very uphill battle. But that's what that's why it comes back to, you know, it's it's an individual choice. And I'm not disagreeing with you. What I'm saying is that that should be every young man's default position. And and then once you have once you have enough experience and you decide you're going to take that risk. I mean, it's just like with blackjack. Most people go and they lose everything they have playing blackjack. But not everybody does, you know, treat all guns like they're loaded, but not all guns are loaded. The problem is that most people don't have any way to tell the difference. Right. And even oh, if they you. think they know, even if they think they know the difference, they can still be wrong. So you're absolutely yeah. right. It's a risk. Sometimes it's a small risk. Sometimes it's a huge risk. I'm not going to say never do it. You know, I, I, you know, Nick Jr. is, is going to, is most likely going to get married at some point, but Probably. so so far, he's done it. You know, he's doing things along the lines of what my broadest advice has been, which is, you know, figure out what kind of life you want first, figure out what kind of resources you can build for yourself first, figure out date enough women so you know what kind of woman you want for yourself first and go through all that shit. And then when you're in your mid 30s, you, you'll be in a better position to make a, you know, at least a better decision, assuming that you follow all those, you know, rational criteria and you don't and think still with your know it still could fuck you over. Right. right. And right. And still know it could still fuck you over because, you know, but anything can. Right. Right. Oh, yeah, so, of course. You know, so for me getting married again and I told a little spurg this, I was like, you know, you know, because she was getting all excited. I'm like, look, you know, I'm not you know, we're not doing any kind of government thing here. There's, there, that's just not going to happen. You know, Nick, don't bend the knee, um, you know, unless he gets kneecapped, you know, with a, you know, with a 22. So I'm not bending the knee, you know, but, you know, if, if we decide that we want to, you know, make this permanent, then there are certain ways that I am willing to go about it. Here's what they are. Why don't you sit with that and think about that for a while and then get back to me? Mm, there you go right well and dante said something earlier i i put it up for a minute now i gotta go back to it where the hell is it god damn it where the hell is it dante no 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 that's not it that's not it where'd it go there found it <clears throat> mostly it's the last sentence that i want to focus on 
Then I realized that most guys marry like it's a casino. Okay. Dante, no, 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 no. I know what you mean and I get it, bro. I do. I get it. But it's not like a casino. Okay. It's a fucking coin toss where divorce is now what? 47, 48% for the average fucking couple. You, you stat nerds can throw it out there. I don't care. Casinos have better odds. Okay. Well, the other thing too is like guys go into America, they don't even consider it's not even like a casino or a coin toss because most guys don't even consider the downside. Well, and that's what I that's they, they don't because like you go into a casino, like you know you might lose something. Yeah, well, yeah, depending on what you're doing. If you're playing blackjack, you're playing poker, you know? you're playing craps, you're playing the slot. So like machine. you go in knowing you, know the you go in knowing that you're gonna right. lose something. You know the odds. most likely. Yeah. Fucking uh, the the one arm bandits, the fucking, uh, they're 17 or 27%, the, you know, house advantage type of shit. Yeah, guys can look that shit up and they know it. It's it's there. It's statistical. It's a fact. That's what I'm saying when, when Dante used the metaphor. And I understand what he was doing, but I want to clarify that. Okay. It's not the casino. You have better odds in the casino. Okay. It's a coin toss, literally. Okay. If you want to do it, great. If you don't want to do it, great. I don't fucking care. Your life is your own and no man can tell another man what to do, which is where, you know, where I've always stood. I can't tell you guys in the chat what to do. No more than I can tell Nick or Bull what to do. Okay. They're going to do what they're going to do. I can offer my thoughts. I can offer my opinion. And same with you assholes in the chat. I can fucking offer my thoughts and opinion, which is what this show is tonight. It's my thoughts and opinion, which is, hey, if you want to do it, no, you're not going to know all the angles. You can't, okay? Because there's always that judge that can throw everything out the window and there ain't shit you can do. But you can at least leverage some of those odds in your favor so that you have a better chance in the event that if you do decide to get married, because that's what you want. That's what you want to do. You're your own man. By God, I want to get married. And, and marriage is the thing. And man, I want to marry. Married, man. I want to get married. All right, fine. Then go in with both eyes open. Know what the likelihoods are. Know what you may be up against. And know that there's no bulletproof vest that's going to protect you 100%. That's all I look at. But uh, most I, guys I, don't even know what the fuck they're getting into. I liken it to a street fight where the only winner is a street. Well, there is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean Nice. God, you know what, Dante, you guys are. You fuckers are autists. You really are. You know, I, I have to throw shade. That's why, you know, don't eat paint and all those other fucking warnings that this is where we are in today's world. There are no guarantees, guys, but at least what I'm trying to offer you or at least tell you, hey, go and look it up. Go spend a grand or it's probably not even that much. Like I paid 200 bucks for an hour's time. Okay. And that was after the fact. I was already in the middle of divorce when I decided, oh, fuck, I need to go consult an attorney because the ex-wife got fucking cute. All right. I wished I had done that before I ever married her. You know, hindsight's 2020. And so that's what I'm trying to give you guys 
Because most of you dumb fuckers are going to do the same thing. You're going to be like, my dick's hard, she sucks it good, and maybe she makes a decent beef wellington or whatever it is. You're going to think, oh, not me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be that guy. I'm going to make it. I'm going to be the guy that bucks well, the odds. I, I would, you are, but I would suggest before even – because let's, let's face it. Most, most couples cohabitate before they even get married. I would suggest getting the advice of a lawyer whenever you decide – before deciding to cohabitate with a girl because it's not like the old days where you, you get married and then, and then you live together. Most couples, most couples have a trial period where, where they'll live together you know, they'll live in sin. And, uh, <laughs> before, you know, and I, I would suggest seeking the advice of a lawyer. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that. yeah, that would be absolutely part of what we were suggesting earlier about, you know, you turn 18, you go talk to a lawyer about marriage and all that cohabitation would definitely be a part of that conversation with the attorney. Oh, and, absolutely. That's where common law yeah, comes into right. play. You know, all you're thinking, shit. oh, I never got a marriage license. We ain't married. Well, depending on where you live, that may not be true. Well, and, it's and it's your best interest to know. And it's, yeah, and you, it's you not just, stuff. it's not just that, but it's also with all the, with all the domestic violence shit out there, oh. find, ask the attorney how many, how many ways people get manipulated into, you know, oh, domestic fuck. violence accusations. Because mm -hmm. my, look, my ex, once we were splitting up, you know, and, she got and, cute. And some shit came to light. No, she actually, you know, I said, okay, you did this, this, and this. You were just trying to bait me into doing X, Y, or Z, weren't you? And she said, yeah, basically. Because oh. I, I knew that I knew that would make it easier on, on me. Oh. And and so you need, to, you need to be aware of that kind of shit. And, you know, it, it just goes back to um, having it. It's, it's never a bad thing to have as much knowledge and expertise on your side as you can get particularly when you're a young dude and you don't have experience and let me tell you you know dating girls until you're 20 is not experience that's not a, that's not any you know i don't care how many chicks you banged in your teens that's not enough experience with any of this you need to talk to people who've actually experienced this stuff and can talk about it from a somewhat either professional or objective viewpoint man there's guys in their 40s that don't have the experience right well most guys don't you know let's face it most guys don't they've you know they've had five girlfriends if that many and a lot of them just married the first chick that touched their dick or made it wet and you know there's there are too many situations like that and even those who have more experience you know how how many you know how many of those who've had more experience get married and still fall into a very blue pill mindset because it's the natural way to go. So you need yes, to have you will getting that education up front mm -hmm. and it's not you just will, about game. It's not just learning about backslide. dating. It's, it's about learning uh, the, the, the legalities and all the shit that actually does happen. Now, a lot of dudes are going to, you know, be 18 or 20 years old. They're going to get that information and they're going to be like, well, that's other people. It's not me. I'm 10 feet tall and bulletproof. Okay, fine. You know, maybe, maybe so, but there, but for a lot of dudes, even if they don't use it preemptively, there will still come a day when they're in a situation. They're going to be like, oh, fuck. 
That's what he was talking about. <laughs> and here my dumb ass is anyway. Yep. And that can still be, that can still make a big difference between, you know, you getting, you know, getting pegged by an African dick and coming out of it with a little bit more control. The Aaron Clary treatment. <laughs> right. You know, 20 bucks because, ain't always 20 bucks. Cause you're going to, you're going to backslide. And, and if it, cause I, I've caught myself backsliding inside my current relationship. Oh, I, haven't yeah, been, obviously. I haven't been, I haven't been in the gym in a few months and it's starting to show. So what did I do? I got a fucking gym membership. I mean, granted it's at planet fitness, but still it's a fucking gym membership. And I've been going cause you know, I don't want to backslide and I don't hey, live I'm, with my girl or anything. Like we have separate places, but still it's the, we it's do the too. principle. It's the principle and of the matter. Look, I've told this story before. One of the, you know, I, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to call myself independently wealthy, but I, I was able to not work for a couple of years due to you know, a man of leisure due to certain circumstances. <laughs> well, you know, and I was still making more, you know, dough than little spur girl on a, you know, on a yearly basis. And yet the fact that I would, you know, go hang out at her place and I would, you know, do a lot of leisure shit and I wasn't working much. The fact that I could afford to do that still she still started looking down at me it, uh, or it still irritated her to some degree um i think a lot of it was well you know i'm pissed off that you can do this and i can't i still have to go to work every day you know motherfucker and i'm like yeah well i worked my ass off and got out of debt and did all this other shit motherfucker and you know so i mean even shit like that even if you're doing everything that's technically right there are still things that are just triggers for her. It's like, well, I want him to be working if I have to work hard too. And it's not fair that he gets to, you know, he gets to go, you know, go live stream from the pool with a thermos <laughs> full of bourbon. And I got to go to sleep early. Cause I got to go to work. At eight go in the to work. <laughs> and that, that became, that became something that became something of an issue for a little oh, while. I so and, believe that. I so believe that. Oh yeah. yeah. And so there's 100%. all kinds, there's Trivial. all kinds of shit that's going to happen that you cannot, that you will not see coming from mm -hmm. a mile away. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be until it's right up there on you. But if you have, and here's my point, when that happened, I knew what that was. And why did I know what that was? Well, because I, I'd learned shit, you know, I learned, I learned red, red pill shit. I learned game shit. I learned, you know, evolutionary biology and psychology shit. And that stuff started kind of showing up very subtly. And it's like, oh yeah, you know, she wants, she wants me, she either wants me to be providing so she can live the lifestyle I'm living Mm -hmm. Which she, which in her mind she's entitled to, or, uh -huh. or she's just, she's just made, she's just uneasy because I'm not actively, you know, working eight hours a day or working a, a thing like I had been, you know, when we met. She's and gonna so, have a meal. She wants it to work. And, right, and so, and well, so, I want and, some cake too. God damn it. <laughs> And so, but because I knew that shit, I knew how to deal with it, or at least I came up with a way to deal with it that, you know, made sense. And it was basically, well, okay, if you don't like seeing me, you know, here, you know, swimming in the pool with a thermos full of bourbon, I'll just stay home and do it. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, exactly. there's, there's all, yeah. And, and uh, Paul's exactly right there quoting, you know, Dr. Glover. I don't remember that from, 
you know, the book, but that makes I sense because he, that's been my experience. The Dr. Glover. I think he actually yeah. had him on his show. Which yeah, I know, yeah, I know. But that, that's kind of my point. That's That's yeah. been my experience too. You know, shit comes up that you you know, that kind of comes obliquely from a weird angle that you don't expect. And all of a sudden <laughs> it's right there. And you're like, yep. you know, and if you start, if you start panicking, you're going to fuck up. Oh you know? yeah. <laughs> that's where do not give a fuck is your friend. Uh, that's, that's, that's right. the only one. And it's not bulletproof because man, I've had do not give a fuck. Fuck me up a few times, but at well, the same that's, time, and the other thing too, that's why having, having your own not. corner, ha having your own corner to go to, cool shit off yeah. is also is also a really good thing to have mm -hmm. but i do i do want to say just as far as relationships go you know i swore off relationships for years until i found myself in one you know <laughs> when did that and, happen god damn it i was breaking it just happened he fucking and, tripped and fell into a relationship that's right it's kind of like you he know slipped on some dog shit and just fell it's like it's like the chick who who slipped and fell on her coworker's dick at work and ended up right. pregnant, right? You slipped and fell on some dog shit and ended up in a relationship. Funny That's how right. That works. Funny how that works, right? But you know, you know, my point is, and the thing that I've, you know, and one thing that I've, and and uh, Ryan has really helped. His approach has really helped clarify some shit for me a lot because you know he talks a little bit about how you know you're not you, you know once you once you master the basics you're not really tested a lot until you're in a relationship that's gone on for some time and mm -hmm. you value it and you want to keep it going and yet there's still all of this other shit that's kind of come up and he's he's a hundred percent right um and that's been that's sort of been that's been the the interesting thing about you know this shit with little spur girl as we you know go into our fifth year of you know knowing each other is that that shit does that shit can be you know challenging and it does kind of fly at you out of a weird corner and it's it's uncanny how no matter how much experience we think we have there's always going to be something new which is why you have to build First of all, you have to build your own frame in order just to be able to deal with the unexpected shit. Because if you don't truly have your own frame, if you're just kind of doing it like, all right, if X, then Y, you know, if Y, then Z kind of, you know, kind of shit, then when that stuff does fly up at you, you know, you're not going to know what to do. So, you know, I'm going to put in a plug for, you know, Ryan and his book on frame here, because I think that is that is hugely relevant um even if you get as as old as i am and you know you know deciding that you know yeah i think you know after all this time you know just you know spinning plates and doing whatever i think you know i think i may want to try this long-term shit again um you know there's always a challenge you know there's always shit to learn fucking nicky drink yep. the kool-aid Bull is, Bull is over there, you know, sighing that I'm talking about, you know, an LTR, but, uh, you know, yeah, you, you know, you get to a point. I, where I don't, you, I don't you know, have anything against LTRs. I think LTRs are very, they're, they're a lot better than fucking marriages. You know, if, if you structure it right and maintain your fucking boundaries and shit, well, it, the LTRs right. can, can be like marriages anyway. Like if you don't have boundaries within the relationship right. established, they can go just as bad as fucking marriages can probably even worse. Well, I mean, and that's, that's pretty much, you know, you know what I would, what I would, you know, my final thought on the matter would be that, you know, there is, there is this situation where, you know, I've been single a long time. I 
spun plates. I did all the shit that I had not really done before to my satisfaction. I was able to make, you know, I was, I, I was able to, you know, basically do what I wanted to do and, and check some things off my list. But then, you, you, but now I'm at a point where, you know, I, I bristle against the thought of living with somebody else or with being with somebody else more than 50% of the time. Yeah. And so that's, that's the challenge right now, because that's what I'm talking about with her. And I'm, I'm giving her all these options for what I'm thinking, because my approach to this is still, um, you're here to, you know, compliment my life. I'm not here necessarily to make your life better, but by being with me, your life is going to be better. There's just no way it can't be. And that's, you know, that's my approach to it because at the very least, if she and I are together, you know, she has the, you know, the safety and the security and all the other shit that I provide just by default, just by existing that she can't have on her own. So she's still going to get a lot out of it, but I have to, I, I, what I've had to do was, was make her see that I'm not, I'm not doing this so I can run around trying to make you happy for the rest of your life. That's not what's going on here. I've still got shit that I'm doing and that I want to do. And if you want to help me get there, then I'm going to make sure that you benefit from that as well. And that's kind of my approach. And she seems to be on board with that, but I still want to make her sit with that for, you know, I mean, I've been making her sit with that for a long time to see if she really, you know, to, to just to see what shakes out, you know, before we go any further in all this. So it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next year. Well, you make a, you bring up a good point in that you got to tell a girl every once in a while and know in certain terms that it's not all about her. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't have anything with an LTR, but most guys don't know how to run an LTR, so you might as well get married. Fuck it. Well, I mean, I mean, that's. I mean, <laughs> wow. 180 degrees. Don't do it. I'll fucking do it. <laughs> I just don't well, care anymore, bro. I mean, yeah, look, look at this from a pragmatic perspective. I was married 20 years, and the only reason I know what to do is because I did everything wrong, or I did. I did a lot of, I did enough shit wrong that I can look back and see what I did wrong. And I've also had the opportunity to do shit right and reap the benefits of that. So, you know, I'm in a position where I think I know what the, you know, I know, I know what I'm going to be able to engineer if, if she decides that she wants to, you know, hop aboard the Nick August train, uh, you know, but she's going to be the caboose, you know, she's not going to be the engine. <laughs> She's gonna be the wheat penny motherfucker. She's gonna be. She's gonna. She's gonna be the caboose in every sense of the word. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh my God! All right, you know what? We need a palate cleanser after that one. For holy fuck me, where's it at? <laughs> my God! Hey guys, here. Let, let's find something you'll enjoy. Here's one. Why are we climbing this tree? For Wilkins Coffee. I don't want any. It's autumn, and the nuts are beginning to fall. On guard, salute Wilkins Coffee. But I don't drink Wilkins Coffee. Some learn, some don't. How about a delicious cup of Wilkins Coffee? No. Strange things happen to people who don't drink Wilkins. I've got five aces. Can you beat that? I've got a can of Wilkins Coffee. Nothing beats Wilkins. Got $65 for a cup of Wilkins Coffee? $65? You want me to go in there looking like a bum? You have any Wilkins Coffee in your house? No. You know, a house isn't a home without Wilkins Coffee. I'll make sure I get my work done. 
dude you're a video guy we we need to make some spots like that for dixon cider dixon cider okay the best cider around make this happen i'll tell you what we can make this happen here's a funny thing you know because you know mctubus being a smart ass brought up you know this is getting stale so hey rob have you got that base yet and i was like you know the fucking answer but here's the part you fuckers don't know okay so two things two one, if you guys want to contribute to the Let Them Burn, you know, Salt Lake Sit Down My Channel Fund, I'm upgrading my system for a couple of reasons. One, because of editing software. My system can't handle DaVinci like it used to, so I'm going to have to upgrade. And I know how much that's going to cost me because I saw it. And I'm okay with that. And I and I don't expect all you fuckers to pay for it. But hey, whatever little bit you throw at me, whether it's on Patreon or it's here, that's going towards that fund. Two, it allows me to play games because I want to bring some gaming on, not during Let Them Burn, but I am going to bring some gaming on. And three... It allows me to do some type of editing with music and spots and shit that you're talking about, Nick, that I'm just currently not capable of doing with this current setup. So, guys, throw some money. You know, I, I ain't too proud to beg. Throw some fucking money because I know what it's going to cost me. And I've got about three quarters of it already for myself. I already got about three quarters. Which means I need about a, hey, look, you hear fucking Jordan's throwing some money at me. Thank you, Jordan. <laughs> 25 Canadian dollars. I love it. Thank you. I'm not sure what that translates into in, a, in American dollars, but I'm thinking about half. I think it's about $1.27 in American. Okay. Hey, I'll take it. Whatever <laughs> amount. Because that's that's, you know, less than what I need. You know, that's, that's what I'm saying, guys, you know, there's some things I have some plans for my channel that is going to involve, like you said, Dixon cider, you know, I love it that we can make our own fucking shit that it, that's part of the plan, but I need some, I need money to do it. That's just the way it goes. So there we are. <clears throat> so there's my shameless plug about, Hey, throw money guys, rather Patreon here, wherever, Throw some money. It just accelerates things because it's going to happen. And I'm thinking June, July is when I'll be able to afford the uh, the new computer to do all this stuff. So a couple of months. So you're going to so you're going to completely take over, let them burn, and pay me and Bull a salary. Is that what you're saying? If you guys are willing to get on board and stop <laughs> being a couple of fuck arounds, yeah. <laughs> You know? I mean, I'll need a job description. Yeah, I'll give you one too. <laughs> I need, I'll need to, I'll need to know in advance what's expected of me. Professional fluffer. Let's start there. Uh, Jordan gave you some, some Canadian rubles. Yeah, Canadian rubles. That's right. Hey, look at this, Christian Soto. Holy shit, he's getting real. That's American. That yeah. is American. There's a dollar sign there. Do you accept? Do you accept Bitcoin? <laughs> Bitcoin. <laughs> Have you heard about our Lord and Savior, Bitcoin? Bitcoin. <laughs> Christian Soto, one, two, three for the 1999. Thank you, sir. 
What Again, guy. guys, all this little bit, it all adds up. It all helps. I have a fund set aside when YouTube or Patreon wants to pay me or whatever. It's all set aside for this whole upgrade because it's going to be a major one because I saw the video card I need. I saw the, the CPU, all that shit. I saw it all, and I know what the price tag is. And it's it's about $4,000 is what I'm looking at, and I've got oh, about damn three of it right now out of my own pocket because i want to do that it's like i do want to do this but hey whatever little amount i can get from whoever wants to do it and I, you're you're going you're going with uh with a desktop setup right oh absolutely yeah, yeah it's not going to be a laptop like what this no. is it's full fucking desktop it's it's massive graphics all the <laughs> shit that, you know, because I, you know, like Ryan, where he wants to get out of the red pill and just game, I'm kind of going that same direction where I'm like, ah, man, I think I want to play a couple of games that I just, I cannot play them on this system. I cannot. I've seen the minimum and the, the, the suggested, you know, the, hey, this is what we really would like you to have, which that's the minimum in my book. And I've seen it. And I'm like, yeah, my my current laptop can't even touch it. It's like I'm not even gonna bother. Well, the, the, other, the other thing is though, it's like if you want a laptop that will do that, you're gonna you're gonna pay twice as much for that laptop as you would that desktop oh, that can do the same that can meet the oh, same requirements. Absolutely. And and then I've realized it's funny because I do like this laptop, and for doing live streams like this, this laptop is still good. So if I need to go and visit you in Texas, or I need to go visit Nick in Alabama, and we want to do a live stream, hey, I can bring this thing, and it does just fine. But no one, for no video one wants to editing, visit Alabama, dude. If Rob doesn't, know. if Rob doesn't buy a bass, who's going to play bass in Uncle Misogyny? Because we got a tour coming up. Oh shit! We need well, a bassist. Well, then I need more money because you know what? <laughs> That's just the way it goes. Fuck you, pay me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Fuck you, pay me. Yeah, what movie is that from, kids? Come on, someone in the chat, tell me. Fuck you, pay me. I don't know. What, what? No, I know what movie that's from. Yeah, I do too. I know, but I want to see if guys in the chat know. They don't know. Well, yeah, Dante, same. If I go over to the Philippines, you know, I have a laptop to go. Oh, shit. Look at this guy right oh, here. Damn. That's right. <laughs> Come on, man. Podcast for the $20 even donation to the upgrade fund. Thank you, Paul. Dude, I Danny Confucius got it. it. He did. You know what? He's a smart motherfucker. Danny got it. They said the Godfather. <laughs> Stupid fuck. <laughs> good fellas. Dante. Yeah, good fellas. Dante. <laughs> good no. fellas for the win. That's right. <laughs> I guess. I guess if you're if you're from the Philippines, good fellas and Godfather it's sound the same. The same. Thing. Well, I guess you know when you're a little Filipino kid. Well, like, he just got air conditioning, you know, like a year ago. Like gangsters. Well, I want to know is, do we need to have? You know, we had a telethon to get you up to, you know, a thousand subscribers or whatever. Do we need to have another telethon to get you up to a thousand extra God, bucks? We might need to. We might need to do a, another tarred telethon. Only this time it's the upgrade telethon. Maybe Nick. Yeah, I, got, I got some. I got some new songs. Page. I'll play. Oh, you know, my God, that would be beautiful. The OnlyFans page just ain't getting it. For some 
well, hey, <laughs> shut the fuck up, Paul. Rob's, Rob's the only one whose OnlyFans page is in the negative numbers. Gotta remove Bull. He's giving away all the secrets here, the dumb son of a bitch. Jesus Christ, Bull. I'm gonna have to go back and edit this video now and cut out this last 30 seconds that he was rambling shit. Fuck Bull, pay me. That's right. Fuck you, Bull, pay me. Jesus. Anyway, it, it is the good father. <laughs> uh but that's that's the thing guys <clears throat> you know it is upgrade time and because there's shit i really want to do that like i said i'm doing at least three quarters of it because i'm gonna do it regardless but any bit helps so i appreciate it thank you all so much but um and i hope because this is one most of my shit if you haven't seen when it comes to the live streams i've about a week after I throw it behind the paywall and it's not about the money. It's about making sure I keep the channel live and I don't get weird dipshits doing shit with copyright strikes and whatnot. So it's not about the money, but with this one, I think I'm probably going to keep this one public for everyone because the information that we've given tonight is, I almost think it's priceless. Okay. Because I don't want to see you guys get divorce raped. And it's funny, uh, going back to you, Nick, you were talking about domestic abuse, domestic violence. Okay. Um, here's a couple things in Utah. I don't know about other states, but in Utah, there are two misdemeanors which are treated like felonies. Domestic violence is one, DUI is the other one. Okay. Even though they are misdemeanors where, you know, you're not looking at a huge amount of, you're not going to go to prison. Okay. You won't go to prison. You won't go to the big house. Oh shit. Look at this guy real quick. You're distracting me here. Dante with the Filipino pesos, 50 Filipino pesos. Thank you, Dante. Here's the bare minimum for that top 20%. That's right, dude. That's all it takes. That That's how low the bar is. Okay. Can't even buy but, a goat for that much. I, dude, I don't care about a goat. I care about a fucking CPU and a graphics card. That's all I give a shit about. Anyway, those are the two um, misdemeanors that are literally penalty-wise. You may not go to prison, but fines and social ostracization. God, if I can spit it out. You will be so fucked with domestic violence or DUI. And I'm not going to talk about DUI just because that's this isn't the show, okay? But the domestic violence, that's, Nick, you brought up a good point, okay? I have a friend. Yes, I actually have one. He's a guy I met in college, and he went off half-cocked and got married. And when his ex-wife left him, they were in Illinois, Chicago area, okay? Not Chicago itself, just outside of Chicago, Illinois is a very um, gun control state, okay? When she left him with his children, she took the kids and fled and came back to Utah. Oh, That's where he and her were both from. One of the things she did to him was she called the cops on him and said that he had an unregistered firearm and that he had threatened her with oh, violence with shit. said firearm. Okay. 
he had no idea until he woke up to the SWAT team banging on the door and aiming at him gunpoint. She swatted him. Okay. You you guys know the term. If you're, you know, if you're on the internet, you understand what swatted is. That's what she did to him. Okay. He woke up to her and the kids gone and the SWAT team with all kinds of heavy weapons waiting to put him in the grave. He fought her for over five years. It bankrupted him. It cost him his home. It cost him his job because he had this domestic violence thing hanging over him, even though he didn't do any of it. Okay. Yes, he had a firearm. He had a rifle that his grandfather gave him, like a 30-30 lever action type of thing. But because he was in a gun control state, it became an issue. The domestic violence became an issue. And she fucked him over royally. That he, like I said, it bankrupted this guy. He lost his home. He lost his job. He lost all kinds of things because he decided to gamble, okay? And part of it I put on him. A lot of it I put on him. It's like, wow, you know, you didn't see crazy when crazy showed up, you know? But at the same time, that shit went on for over five years, okay? Now, granted, they got it all figured out. It all got solved, so to speak. Not all of it went in his favor. Um, he has since moved on. He got remarried, which again, I'm kind of like, did you look into it a little better this time, bro? You know, well, you know, it's his life. It's not my choice. It's not my life. And you can't save everyone. It is triage, okay, as Rolo would put it. But he got married again, has another kid with another woman. And at least right now, they're good. You know, time will tell. We'll, well see. That's good, good for him. Yeah. Oh, and I agree. I mean, the guy, talk about stoic. Fucking guy just was like, you know, just the shit can rolled he, off. Can he still have guns or no? Or did he not get that? Well, the charge got dropped eventually. Okay. But he had to deal with that for about a year. Where, you know, he had to go to court, all this other nonsense. Talk about administrative violence. God damn. Well, yeah. Dude, I've I have two friends now that I think about it. Another friend that never got married, never married the chick, but they had a kid together because you know, when people get together, they fuck. And he had a kid. And she knew how to press his buttons. And he's got to be one of the biggest pussy pacifists I've ever met, ever. He has the longest fuse in the world that I'm just like, man, I would have gone nuclear, you know, years ahead. And he finally had enough one day, and he told her, would you shut up? And he slapped her. He didn't punch her. He didn't backhand her. He slapped her in front of their kid. Oh, and she called the cops. The cops came and yes, yeah, she had a little tiny red mark on her face. That's all. Mm. They arrested him, took him to jail. Oh, yeah. Because it happened in front of the kid. That's what they told him. That's what they told him. That's what they told her. When she called the cops, again, the state is the one true God. It mm. is the patriarch. Because after she had a minute to calm down, she didn't want to press charges. She got hysterical because he told her to shut the fuck up and he slapped her because he had enough, which it I doesn't, it doesn't matter because most, if all States can press charges, even if correct, correct. Once somebody to. calls the cops, somebody, if you're still there is going to jail. Oh yeah. 100%. Okay. Well, that's what happened to him. 
he ended up, even though she would not press charges, it didn't matter. The state was in charge now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Even though she didn't go to court, even though they were threatening her with jail when they summoned her, she was like, no, I'm not doing it. Okay. She was risking jail because she wasn't going to show up. They still went forward with it. He pled no contest, got, God, I don't remember how many fucking hours of anger management, even though this guy has never done shit in his life. He's like the most calm dude you'd ever meet. That if you guys were to see him on the street, you'd be like, wow, he's a pussy. But he had to go through the court. He had to go through what the state said, okay? It was on his record for years because he just wanted to get through it, okay? These are the kind of things that can happen. Not saying they will, but they could. And this guy, they weren't married. They they never, they didn't even cohabitate. It was just, wow, you're hot, wood. And they did. And what do you know? She got pregnant and had his kid. And because he got pissed off finally one day after all of her nitpicking and all of her bullshit, he fucking told her to shut up and he slapped her in front of the kid. And she called the cops and there they are. It's the misdemeanor that's treated like a felony. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's almost in all states, if not yeah. all. I and I would say it's in all of them, at least in the United States. That's why. That's why I always tell guys like, dude, if she she's rickrolling you that bad, like number one, you don't you don't let a girl see you sweat. Mm-hmm. Number two, if you start to sweat, you better just leave. Like yep. if you have to jump out a leave. fucking window, yep, from the second floor, from the top yep. deck, that's what you do. Yep, you, you get in your car, or you you leave, or you walk down the road. Uh, you just get the fuck out of there. Exactly. If she's in front of the door, jump out a window, bro. Because the moment <laughs> yep. you touch her in any well, way. Well, and the moment fucked. someone dials 911, okay? Unless it's you dialing 911. And even then, I don't know, man. Yeah. But if she dials 911, her mom dials 911, the neighbors dial 911, it's time for you to leave. Even if it's your house, you fucking get in your car and you fucking leave. Because once the cops show up, somebody's going to jail. That's yeah. how it goes. And if you're there, guess what? You're it. That's how it goes. Rather, she calms down and realizes, oh, I overreacted. It doesn't matter. It's out of her hands once that 911 is pressed. It's out of her hands. It's out of her mom's hands. It's out of the neighbor's hands. And if you're there, you're going to jail. I watched it happen to neighbors across the street from me here about a year ago. Fucking, you know, I didn't hear the argument because it was going on in the house, but apparently either mom called the cops or the neighbors called the cops. I don't know. All I know is I see the fucking cops show up. I'm like, oh, look, the police are here. This will be interesting. And the next thing you know, they're they're splitting everybody up. They're talking shit to each other. They're getting, you know, each side story. And the guy was still there. And I'm like, oh, you dumb fuck. And guess who got put in handcuffs? <laughs> it wasn't the woman. wasn't the girl. wasn't mom. It was the guy. And he got put in handcuffs. And he got carted off. Now, rather I'm, I just laugh, not, be, not because, of, well, well, I laugh because I, I've, because I've been in those instances where I have interviewed domestic yeah. violence victims and shit like that and shit yeah well i mean that you you raise how it goes you you raise a good point that harkens back to what we're talking about earlier and i'm not i'm not trying to get off on a new thing because i know it's almost time to wrap but you know if you're the kind of guy that gets gets emotional or gets upset easily 
you don't need to be in a serious relationship anyway. That's a sign that you need to get your act together and you need to figure shit out. Cause if not, you're, you're only going to, things are only going to get worse because women are experts at make knowing how to make you lose your shit. And I'm not, I'm not that kind of guy, but my ex, you know, there were a few occasions where, where, where my ex was able to just manipulate the situation to where I just about, you know, totally lost my shit. So if you're, if you're the kind of guy that tends to be very emotional, you need to, you, the, the first thing you need to do is learn to get that shit under control. That's a sign. That or and, just leave. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not talking about leaving. I'm talking about before you even get in a relationship. Oh, okay. Yeah. You don't, you don't need to be in any kind of relationship. If you're the kind of guy that loses his shit, you, you, there's a reason you do that and you need to figure that out and learn how to manage it. Cause if you don't, uh, things are only going to get worse. You know, don't even get, if you're again, you know, if you're a young dude or if you're a single dude, or if you're a recently divorced dude and you know, cause my ex-wife took me from a guy that was pretty easy going most of the time to somebody who could lose his shit at the drop of a hat because I didn't have my act together mm-hmm. um, by that point. You know, it, she just, you know, both through she her knew your buttons. Yeah. Both through her learning my buttons and me just sort of succumbing to, you know, blue pill shit and making that choice on my own. I got to the point where that was just too easy. And that's the first thing I did. And I actually started doing this before we got divorced. I was like, I got to get a handle on this shit because this is ridiculous. This is not me. Or if it is me, it's it's a part of me that I don't like or that needs to, you know. That well, it's not serving you. Yeah, well, the, the other thing, right. too, is that women, believe it or not, like women know the law. Enough, they're not fucking lawyers, do. but they know enough to manipulate. Well, even if they circle. don't, women women know that they're going to, they're generally 99 times out of 100 going to be the ones who get sympathy anyway. Because yeah. Right. They're the they, protected yeah. class. Right. That's yeah. it. The most of the laws, whether you like it or not, not to be all bitter, you know, whammon ain't shit, black pill. It's not. It's just the reality. Most of the laws are designed to protect the weak. Yeah. And who's that? Well, that'd be the whammon. So you need to know that, that, you know, I mean, my God, we could do a whole nother show on fucking domestic violence and restraining orders, guys. Oh, I yeah. could do a whole two hours just on restraining orders, mm-hmm. the kind of shit that can happen to you there. But we are out of time, and so we're not opening Pandora's box. Not tonight. It ain't happening tonight. Hey, Nick, you got anything you want to throw in there? As I know you did a video recently of one of your tunes or something. Yeah, I got a new tune. I just finished up and did a quick and dirty video of it. Uh, it's an original instrumental tune on my both on my music channel and on the Nick August channel. So if you're interested in that kind of shit, you know it's kind of check slide, it out, guys. Kind of slide guitar, bluegrassy shit. So I, you know. I'm gonna go check it out after we end this stream here. I'll tell you what, both. You got anything you want to add? I mean. I'll tell you guys to not get married, but you won't listen to me. So go ahead and get married. <laughs> I want to see what happens. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, there you go. I, the, it's the a wonderful truth. institution that every man should partake of. Tell them they yeah. should get married and they won't. That's one. Hey, there we go. Reverse <laughs> psychology. Guys, go out and get married. There we go. Hey, you know what? I like it. Reverse psychology. Look at the crayon. Get married, simp hard, and uh, let yourself go. That's right. Hey, guys, have a good night. Lord, I've had a good laugh, and I think I lived it right. 
Bet there's a big old orgy waiting for me in the sky. I'm sure behind them pearly gates there's booze and weed and pills. But if there ain't sluts in heaven, Lord, send me down to hell.